outro music. Outro probably. music, or it's that it's that lounge music that I that I'm gonna use. Where do you get John's your stupid is, music? Uh, that's just some royalty free site. Like, it's like oh, it's so good. Audience. It's called Idea. It's, I love it. So fucking dumb. I love when it cuts for an inch, just like boom, like that. <laughs> Until, like the happiest go lucky. Yes, shit because music. that's what I want. Like us having an argument about some bullshit and then just happy it's music. Happy music. Yeah, it's it so should good. be called happy music. Yeah, whatever. Or joy. Uh, Hello, High Energy George here, and High Energy Super Dan. High Energy. <laughs> Welcome to the second Joy Pod episode. Is this is this the same? Yeah, second, because the first one we did was actually zero, but the audio was so bad on that we just pretended like it didn't exist. I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. Uh, hi, George and Victor here. We are we are without a John. He he made the ultimate sacrifice and said, "You guys do the podcast without he, me. He didn't I need to go do sacrifice his life for us. He's just unavailable for the podcast. The ultimate sacrifice. It's not like he jumped in front of a bullet for the podcast. I mean, he should have. I'm sure he would. So he fucking well better now because he's missing this one. But. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're we're missing John. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit more. Uh, last week we spoke a bunch about packs." And uh, there, were, I think there was a handful of things that we wanted to touch on that we just didn't have time for. So, uh, Vic, I'm gonna leave that to you since you saw like I think you saw way more things than I did because you had that last day and the last show. few hours of the floor clearing up. I showed up for the show uh, on Thursday, and you came on Saturday. So yeah, I did see more I, than you just by virtue I of actually attending packs. You know what? I'm not going to start talking about that. But yeah, you saw more things than me. How was... Uh, you did VR. Yeah, uh, we touched on that uh, last week. Uh did mess with the Oculus. I messed with uh, the PSVR, like Job Simulator. That's all in the last podcast. Uh, there was a lot of more VR stuff that I really wanted to check out. There was... Uh, uh, what is the name of the game? It was um, something along the lines of... of it, was the, it was the VR game where you're trapped in a car and you have to find your way out. It almost seemed like the room but in VR, and uh, that seemed really interesting. It always had a big crowd around it. I, I really wanted to check out, but never got the chance. Uh, there's a. Are you a uh, are you a VR believer now? After your time, I think so. Thursday at the Microsoft event, there's a Microsoft event Thursday night uh, before PAX kicked off proper on Friday, and they had some VR stuff. That's when I played the uh, Descent demo thing, and it was the first time I actually ever touched VR. And then did a bunch of it over the weekend, and I mean. I'm not itching to buy a VR headset or or setup at the moment, but I definitely enjoyed my time with it, and I can see a lot of cool possibilities. What about you? So are you ready? Are you ready to drop the four to fifteen hundred dollars, depending on which VR headset you nope, want? Because uh, there's yeah. nothing I would play like more than twice. Yeah, I think that's been my issue with VR is like, you know, now, you know, the last couple of years we've been seeing these demos and basically just tech demos showing that like, oh, look, we can make VR work. And now that it works, it's proven that it works. Now it's just kind of like, all right, now give me an experience in VR that's not a 15 minute novelty. Because that's, that's been my issue where it's like, that stuff is fun for like, you know, you did Job Simulator. You said that was really mm-hmm. neat. But from the footage I've seen outside of rotating through all the jobs at least once or twice is that something you can drop three or four hours in or like you know where's my skyrim or my weird shooter for that game for for i mean i think there's like at the moment it's still like all early tech early code and such and you know there's definitely things they're figuring stuff out and i think it's really interesting um i was talking to my brother over the weekend he uh he works over at digital trends and they have a vibe in the office so he was getting his hands on the uh, the, the Valve and Portal uh, lab experience thing. Mm. And we were just kind of, it was like a fun kind of uh, like water cooler kind of thing for us to just, you know, like bullshit and be like, oh, I did this and this and, you know, and this is awesome. And like the writing goes a long way, blah, blah, blah. So it's a fun experience. But like, you know, after a handful of times, you're like, that's cool. And like the novelty is there. And I think that once we get past the novelty and actually use it for interesting purposes, like I definitely think it has legs if used properly. Um, and as long as, I don't know, man, $800 is a lot of fucking money to just drop on things where you're like, yeah, I'll use this sometimes, I guess. 
Yeah, or like, I have people over. Hey, check out this thing. It, you're not actually on a roller coaster, but you kind of are, right? And then Yeah, and it. then how many times can you really do that, you know? Like, and it's, you know, it. there are cool party aspects to it, but then the setup gets even more complicated where you need to output to a TV so everyone else can be involved and things like that. Or you play something like, you know, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, or you don't need a TV, but... Then you still need to like have like a manual or people have their phones. Is it like everything that involves other people is very involved, which is fine, but it just needs the games need to be there is really what it comes down to. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the VR game that simulates a board game. Okay. So you get a bunch of VR headsets and we're all playing like D&D, but on a board game <laughs> and like just look, you can have the board game experience without the board game. That's what I Why want. Why not just get a board game? And a table. No, but then, but then you're not connected. <laughs> we didn't want to see anyone in person. We're not, we're not occupying the same virtual space. You could right? occupy the same physical space. Yeah, but that's bullshit. <laughs> it's like at least with the rift, you could look this way, you could look that Perfect. way. You're gonna be the guy oh. who's like, we're gonna find you dead in an apartment because you spent like 40 hours just in VR and like and no one's heard from him. He hasn't eaten or gone to the bathroom. He's just living somewhere in some cyberpunk dystopia, in Los Angeles, in his VR world. See, if if you do find me dead, it probably won't be playing anything cool. It'll be like, yeah, he was, like, using that aquarium simulator and just <laughs> we lost him to the sea. He was playing Seaman on the Dreamcast for oh, seven days straight. Oh, if that was in VR, that would make my dreams come true. Uh, what else did you see? Uh, you saw your buddy's game. Uh, y- Y2K, Y2K uh, right? Postmodern RPG. For, um, for, like, real quick, if Seaman is, like, the epitome of your VR hopes, like, you need to raise the bar, man. Um, but yeah, um, Andrew Allenson, who's, uh, he's the co-director and lead composer on Y2K Postmodern RPG. Uh, we did an interview with him that'll be up on the site soon. And, um, that game's been in the works for two years, uh, in August and should be out in August. Uh, cause like he said in the interview, they want to just get in front of, uh, Final Fantasy 15. Because once Final Fantasy comes out, like, no other RPGs matter for a little while, so they just kind of get steamrolled. Uh, but that game's really interesting, and it has, like, a lot of a lot of dark undertones. Um, you know, you, if you listen to the, or, or watch the interview, like, the idea that he got for this game is just based on, like, a mysterious death and murder and things like that. And But it's all, like, a very colorful, flashy game. Um, that has a lot of people have been comparing it to uh, Earthbound and now Undertale because the combat involves a lot of mini games and things like that. But it's all set in 1999. Everyone is scared about Y2K and that plays heavily into it. And the writing's really good. And the, you know he's the lead composer and he's very good at what he does. And uh, it's just you know I'm ex- been excited for this game for a bit. It's been at a couple paxes and it's been in the works for like I said two years. So it's um pretty excited to see it finally come out and uh you know I'm sure we'll do some streams and have some footage of that going up once it does or maybe you know maybe we'll get some early code but uh look for the site for that interview. What else did you see and besides Warhammer? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> this from Warhammer news happened too. Uh let me think what did I I don't see have enough time last? in the day to listen to you <laughs> talk about Warhammer. Uh definitely uh, I, I think I touched upon it last week, but uh, I really liked that game, uh, Ruiner, right. which I thought was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I I will say this. I did play, and I, maybe I mentioned that in that video that we may or may not use, that uh, I played Star Fox because it, it was open and on the floor. Which and, is crazy because I never saw it open. Which is weird because the game's out, or it was uh, out when we were there. And, and I just saw an open kiosk, and I said, like... Let me try the Star Fox game out. I haven't played since, you know, back in the day. What's the last Star Fox game you played? Uh, the one where he's with the dinosaurs, Adventures, I think. Oh, where he has a so staff. the one that started as not a Star Fox game, and they just re it because and they're like, fucking whatever, Zelda was cool. People like Star Fox, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. And, yeah, so I was playing that, and that game's a hot mess. I'm not a big what, fan. The new one or Star Fox Adventures? No, the new one. I mean, that was pretty right. awful, too. But, wow. That bad, huh? I was like... I was like, is this what Nintendo's just crapping out? Because I'm not a fan at all. Well, what was wrong with it? Tell me. Uh, just the control-wise, it it all felt really awkward. And the last time I felt that awkward playing a DS game was that... Uh, remember that Kid Icarus game that came out that you needed, like, the special stand to yeah, play? Yeah, the one that would, like, give everybody fucking, like, carpal tunnel. 
Yeah, like I I had vibes like that when I was playing it, and it was just it was just not comfortable. the The game also just looked ugly. Okay. Considering it, you know, it was it, it's you know, it's, it, it it's a Star Fox game. You think they would put a little more effort into the graphical fidelity of the game? Because you know, I would I would consider Star Fox being one of their top tier games. No. Well, yeah, definitely one of their more anticipated and uh, at least requested franchises. Yeah, like when I hear people talk about like you know the Nintendo like pantheon of like game franchise, mm-hmm. it's always what like Mario, Metroid, Pokemon, Zelda, Star Fox. Yeah, Zelda. Are Star you a, Fox. you're a, you're a Mario instead of Mario guy? Yeah, we we were into this. I, I'm I'm whatever the last person said. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, you're just a fucking. So yeah, I'm just I remember now. Yeah, pretty much like. But yeah, I don't I, like I don't know. And then like I started going back, and I'm like, what was the last really good uh, Nintendo game I played? And for the life of me, I think it was Bayonetta two. Bayonetta two is a great game on the Wii. It, I mean, no, it, it is a great game, but not the you know that's an experience you can kind of have anywhere. It just happened to be on the Wii U. Yeah. Where usually you think of like great Nintendo games, like, Oh man, Super Mario Galaxy. It's like, Oh, that's kind of made the Wii U. Like, I mean the, the Wii like really cool. Or just even Mario Kart. We're just holding the thing sideways. It's just like, Oh, like as much as I hate those gimmicks, I was just kind well, of when like, used correctly. There's, there's something. Yeah. I, man, it drove me, it drove me nuts. And I'm still like, I still think about how bad, Star Foxes. When I think of packs, and somehow that like that one thought just kind of digs through my brain. I'm like, why is Star Fox so bad? So are we gonna do a live stream of it? I would totally do a live stream of it. It's it's <sighs> totally right. fine. Uh, and also wanted to check. I remember I also wanted to check out Outlast because I was seeing people there and people were freaking out and they were doing it. In yeah, VR. their booth is uh, super crazy this year too. I remember like um, was it three years ago when Outlast came out, right? Something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, and they just like their booth at PAX was literally just like, you know, like a little bit of pipe and drape, like a tiny little thing around a chair <laughs> on a computer, and it just like in four curtains. And this year they had like this pyramid cave tunnel esque thing that you had to go into in the super dark room and put it on VR. And I was like, wow, they've really come a long way with this, and good for them. And I, man, that game probably any horror game in VR is probably going to be fucking terrifying. Yeah, just because I've I've always been the person like, you know, and what's great about horror in VR is going to be that thing of like, this is freaking me out. I'm going to look away. But in VR, it's everywhere. Seriously. Like, as soon as I see my first spider, I was going to just like lose my shit and like be like, no, thank really? you. Spiders. That's it. That's spiders. the worst nightmare oh. in VR is a spiders. spider. Spiders. Imagine everywhere you look, there's. That's spider. fine. I'm totally okay with spiders. I like spiders. They're my I, buddies. Uh, they no. kill other things for me. No, no. Spiders are monsters. They're, not monsters. You're, they're, they're tiny, tiny monsters. They're tiny monsters. Uh, what, uh, what else did you see? Any, any Anything else you want to do or you want to wrap up? Um, packs? What else did we see? Uh, there's so much stuff in the indie mega booth. Again, like we said, um, there's some tabletop games that I, I just didn't even get a chance to even think about seeing. Like, I really wanted to check out Mech Deck. Which sounds pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, that's the one where you uh, you build your mech, right? right? Like uh, you all get like mech parts, and then you get to choose when you take damage. You get to choose what part gets destroyed, right, exactly. And so you could be like, "Well, I don't need," you know. You'll get hit and be like, "All right, I have to choose between like, do I lose this leg? Do I lose this arm? You know, I don't. You know, this left arm's not doing anything anyway, so fuck it, it goes." Um, so you could just be stuck with just like. You know, just one arm and, and a torso and you know, you're still in the fight. But yeah, the, as tabletop goes, that, that seemed pretty interesting, but I just, I had zero time to even check out anything in the tabletop section. Um, uh, we did check out, now that I remember, uh, we saw Let It Die. We did see Let It Die. Yeah. Suda 51. And we wanted to talk about it in the last podcast and we were just like, how do we even I mean, approach we got, this monster? We, uh, <laughs> the three of us played it together. Um, you know, how long did we play that for? Like 30, 40 minutes? Yeah, we, we had a good long time like, with it. We and beat the demo. Yeah. We, we completed it. We we went through it. We got to the boss and did all that. And that is a Suda-ass fucking Suda game. Uh, that is, you know, and I mean this in the best of ways, but Suda played Dark Souls and was like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to do that. make a game like this. And it's, you know, it you start off as just a... A, a naked male naked character guy? doing yoga in the middle of, like, an abandoned 
park near a carousel and, and, and carnival scene. Um, and then as you're going around, you're collecting clothes and, and new gear and equipment and weapons and things like that. And, uh, it's just, if you've ever played a suit game, it definitely feels like it. Um, but it actually felt pretty good. Like, you know, like it definitely played like a Dark Souls. Um, yeah, cause you were, we were equipping items on our right hand and our left hand and like even the weapons themselves seemed like really silly. Cause remember I had that one, uh, hand chainsaw that I just put yeah, on my left awesome. and then we were just kind of like, we're like double. And then of course we're just yelling out, use two bats, yeah. bat on the right, bat on the left. I'm like, oh yeah, we've become yeah, we had like You know, two bats with, with either nails in them or you could have, we used, mm. it was like a circular saw, like on a boxing glove of sorts, yes. uh, which was great so that we just picked up off somebody else who was using it that we killed. So, uh, which is interesting because you don't really get that in Dark Souls. You just kind of find weapons, but you don't really take them off enemies, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, mixing the weapons is really interesting, but there's also things like, you know, you eat frogs to restore your health, or you, or you could squish them. Well, you gotta yeah, step on them first. Them or catch them. Um, there's a lot of just really, like, very out there, strange but interesting things that, like, I really, I don't know. I was intrigued by it and I would like to explore more. Um, I don't know anything about the premise of that game, but we had a good time, you know, just taking turns and playing through it. And, you know, the controls felt pretty good. Um, everything's very, you know, timing and animation based, like a Dark Souls. Everything's kind of yeah, deliberate. I mean, my, my, my only issue, and I brought it a couple times as we were playing the demo, was that camera was just not forgiving. Like, yeah. as soon as you went inside and there was a hallway, that camera was like, I want to show you this thing. You're like, well, that's a wall. Any close quarters was kind of rough, um, especially when you had, like, more than one enemy, uh, which, yeah. you know, and wasn't then, too often. We only had, like, three tops, really, uh, at a time. But, yeah, in tight quarters, that camera was not doing us any favors. Yeah. I liked how they handled death, where you were just buying insurance for your that character. That was fucking hysterical were... when we first saw it. <laughs> when like it just, the little yeah, it, like insurance so, agent shows up and she has like two paddles that say like yes or no and you can like buy life insurance or respawn which i must have a deeper mechanic that we just didn't see or comprehend um yeah i would i would think like maybe if you start buying too much life insurance it has kind of like a negative effect on I the game know. or it's got to have some weird pseudo twist to it where why, like why would you just not pick up where you are right that now game has uh on the surface just seems like all right you know this is how it plays third person blah 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 and then but like even when just looking at the controls and looking at all the other deeper mechanics like there's a lot going on in that game to the point where we have to constantly look at the controls just to figure out how to like manage our inventory and the control screen you know it's like any demo it has a picture of the controller and then all of the button prompts are you know and what the what each button does and it's like it's pretty fucking dense. Yeah, it was there, and we're just like at some point we're reading them. Like I think you can drop kick, and you're like, wait, how? And then we're going out, and there's this wall of text and arrows, yeah. and literally the like that's not the right way to show me controls. Just I think it, put them in the game, overlay it in the game, some in some way, shape, or form, and that's it. Like I don't like the little card either. Like you know, sometimes you see a demo, it's like here's a little card on the left right. of the screen, so you're just staring at that most of the I don't time. Know, like, I didn't mind how it was presented in-game, but there was just so much going on that in that demo, and I spoke to other people who agreed with this, and or at least not even agreed, but even, you know, said this themselves, were just like, yeah, it's really hard to really grasp everything going on with that controller in that game, because it gets kind of convoluted. Uh, but I feel like, you know, if I had more time than just on a, a show floor to actually sit down and start from the beginning, it would be much better. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I always like what Suda puts out because he's got, you know, the games, he makes games that have style, yeah. which I appreciate. He definitely does his own and thing. They're f- yeah, and they're fun. And, and usually what ends up, my problem with a lot of Suda games is just kind of mechanically they end up falling apart towards the end of, you know, you put in a couple of hours and you just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I, he, he, I think he's notorious for just having bad cameras in his okay. game. Um, I think uh, one of the most interesting things uh, about our Let It Die uh, playthrough um, has nothing to do with the game, but <laughs> just with the fact that we were at a kiosk playing it, the three of us, and just about three feet to our right was just Suda hanging out doing an interview with uh, another media a team at a different kiosk and they were there for i don't know probably about 40 minutes and he was just like oh that's pseudo over there just like hanging out talking with his translator and just bullshitting about his video game so that just kind of 
that was a fun thing to have happen right next to you as you're playing the the game. I just have the creator just kind of hanging out and bullshitting with somebody else about it on camera. It was, it was nice. Yeah, it was, it's good to see that in person. He's kind of like super wacky, which I appreciate. Yeah, he seems like a pretty like, nice yeah, guy. Yeah, you know, you know, he's got his got his blazer and his graphic tee, but every once in a while, he's going like, yeah, I'm just <laughs> laughing like his like a madman. I'm like, all right, good for you, Suda. Like he's not just some suit guy. No, he definitely like look at his games. He doesn't seem like a fucking suit, George. <laughs> you never know, man. That's fine. Okay, fair enough. What else did we see? These outward personas of people. Uh, I, I can't. I can't even remember anything in PAX. Uh, I covered that music panel, so I got to hear. Oh. Uh, that was really fun. Just kind of, you know, I'm not a music guy, but it was fun seeing all these composers and just their all you like their their approaches and philosophies on like music and games and stuff like that. And like, and I think the biggest takeaway of that was like, yeah, you don't need like a traditional music background to make music and games. So like, you know, one guy had like a YouTube channel of like sound design, and then he ended up being the you know the composer for metal gear solid 5 oh wow so like holy crap like like good for you and like another guy was like yeah you know i i, I made an album for share and thought like i can make video game albums and like passing out demo cds like yeah i produced a share album and he's like no one cared <laughs> did so, you like, yeah, it was, you had it was, some pretty heavy hitters on there though or at least for big name games like you had metal gear you had witcher uh, uh, Metal Gear Witcher, I can tell you exactly who was on that. But uh, yeah, people who worked on uh, World of Warcraft, uh, who, the guy who's made, he's been there all 10 years of World of Warcraft. So he says he's got over like, you know, 60 hours of just Warcraft Jesus music he's Christ. created. But uh, yeah, so real quick, it was uh, Gareth Cocker from Ori and the Blind Forest, Thomas Salta, Halo 1 and 2 Anniversary Edition, uh, Jason Hayes, World of Warcraft, uh, Daniel James, Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain, and Mikolai Stronsky from The Witcher 3. And he had a cool story because he just made the demo. He made the, he got his break by doing the uh, Dark Souls 2 trailer. Oh, cool. Because uh, he worked at Blur Studios, which is, uh, was it Tim Miller's, the guy who, made, who directed Deadpool? Mm-hmm. That's his, that's his company. So he just did it there and then he just they liked his stuff and says hey do you want to do it for the witcher and he's like all right great that's awesome because blur does i feel like they do every cinematic in games now uh because they're amazing at what they do and they do you know like all the arkham stuff they do all the trailers and things like that and you know they like you said they did the uh deadpool test footage which you know quote unquote leaked by accident (laughs) um I saw like an interview with Ryan Reynolds. He was on uh, like Jimmy Fallon or Conan or something talking about. It. He was like, "It was one of the three of us who leaked it," and he's like, "I don't think it was me, but who knows?" Um, but that footage being leaked, you know, um, made the movie happen. So and Blur put that all together there. So they do amazing stuff. But that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a really good panel, and uh, I wrote it for the uh, New York Vame, New York Video Game Critics Circle. So you should check that out and like you know learn some tips on how to make music and games, or at least know how to like what should be your first step. And their first step is just like just make music. I'm like, that's everyone. That's what everyone says. It's not <laughs> I want to get into I want to get into writing. What should I do? Just, just write, it's man. Not wrong though. Like I've been I doing know, it. You but... know, I went to film school, and so it's just like yeah, we just shoot every day, even if it's dumb shit. Like you'll learn. You want to start podcasting? Just start recording and keep talking. That's what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this. Yeah, I mean, I just would have, it would have been nice to just get like, I don't know, I guess everyone thinks it's just like a super secret insider info. And no, goes, of course there's that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I just went to gamecomposerjobs.com and there you go. Like, no, it turns out. No, just... Produce content is really what it is and get your your feet wet. Yeah. Get your feet wet, Vic. That's joystick.com. Uh, you know get your feet wet. <laughs> that should be the new tagline. Uh, all right, so I think I want to wrap up PAX. Yeah, we um, real quick, uh, we saw also, um, right before we saw Let It Die at Gung Ho, we saw uh, Super Senso, which is uh, Japanese for Super War, uh, which yes. is a great name. Uh, George is a big fan of that, which uh, in a nutshell is just uh, an Advanced Wars type uh, turn-based strategy game, uh, but for mobile platforms and iPads and so, uh, iPad and Android. Um, it'll be free to play, but not like shitty free to play, not, you know, pay to win, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it'll be one on one. And the way it was pitched to us by, um, Ray was our, you know, representative or, you know, the developer we spoke to. Um, I believe his name's right. Um, uh, they're New York based, so we're actually gonna, we have plans to do more stuff with them and check out their studio and things like that. Uh, but, uh, they're citing, um, Hearthstone as their, big influence really is like they want to do 
for you know this genre what hearthstone did for the you know the ccg genre where it's like it's deep but straightforward one-on-one so anyone can pick it up and just get into it but if you really want to dive deep into it like those avenues exist so you can you know really get your characters and customize them and get your loadouts and blah 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 and, you know you can really dive into it but if you don't want to you know micromanage all that stuff you could just hop in for a game and just go you know toe to toe it's always going to be multiplayer there's going to be one on one they'll have some single player stuff that'll just mostly be tutorial kind of as things you could just understand the mechanics and how things work um but it seems pretty interesting and George, you're the one who actually physically played it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, for, for a mobile game, I feel like it's hitting all the right notes you need for it to be, like, a successful mobile game where, like, you know, the match I played was less than five minutes, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of very, uh, you know, like, right, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm in dab, uh, dabbling into uh, Clash Royale. Don't, don't do that. It's, I'm, I'm trying, but it's, it's really good. But the games go by super quick. So even like, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're disconnected, you feel like you haven't lost anything because you just jump into another match. Uh, but the basic premise is you pick a kind of a super unit, which is kind of like your giant mech guy for your super war. And then you can add additional smaller units that you can produce from bases throughout the map. So you start with one base on each end. And the, the idea is I need to go to your base and blow it up. But if I go to the left side here, I can capture like neutral bases that let me produce units. And basically I can move instead of my units starting back over here to spawn them, they come up further up the map. Right, which is and, which is very advanced wars heavy. Then I, I forgot about the, the, the hero unit is basically so what they said was like, hey, we made Advance Wars, but with a hero unit, so you can take these bases and produce from there, but you still have like that one hero unit who is just, you know, your your ringer, you know, your your star of the show. And I don't, you know, you don't, as far as I understand, you don't lose if he or she dies or it or no whatever, no but it's, it's just... it, it but it's it's a it's a detriment yeah. and like you'll get and you'll get bone like if you take out their uh, hero unit you'll have enough resources to just crank out units and just overrun the other guy and uh, the idea is you just want to take out the other person's base so i was there and just using my units long range weapon like I, I picked like and it's funny we're talking about spiders but i picked like the weird insectoid <laughs> thing over there because you know i need to be my enemy to truly understand him <laughs> So, and he was doing that and he's had like, you know, he had a long range volley. So I was just taking out the thing from far away. And then I was like, oh, you know what? All the units are kind of rock, paper, scissor based anyway. Right. So like infantry is always going to fall to a vehicle. And then depending on the vehicle, a tank would always fall to an aircraft or blah, blah, blah. So once I just went, screw it, I'm just going to go long range missile artillery. So I just got a bunch of missile launcher trucks and just started firing all at the base. And I won. I think it's interesting too, because they, they definitely have the rock, paper, scissor aspect. Um, but, you know, like. And they also have, again, like advanced words, like some, uh, excuse me, some units can only do melee or, you know, uh, one tile over. Some can do range, mm-hmm. some can do both. But then he also showed us, like, you, you know, some units can teleport other units. So if you have really slow movement artillery, but with a you know, wide range, you can teleport that artillery to a certain strategic point and then have them hit the base, which I believe is maybe how you won. Um, yeah. I don't know, it just seems really interesting, and as, like, a huge fan of, of Advance Wars, and someone who's just been itching for an, a new one, uh, I kind of really like the idea of being able to, as much as I like the the long strategy of Advance Wars games, um, the idea of just having, like, a five-minute or less battle of Advance Wars, just, like, pick up and go when I'm on the train or whatever. Uh, seems pretty cool and so yeah just because yeah because the matches are so short when you make that really bonehead mistake yeah. it doesn't feel as devastating as you would say you were playing advanced wars and you're doing that one map for like half hour or i'm replaying valkyria chronicles mm-hmm. and some of those matches go for like 45 minutes and literally oops move my unit too far got him killed now i got the other person killed and i just wasted 45 minutes yeah and i'm still in the middle of fire emblem on the 3ds uh and that's kind of the same thing where you're like ah oh, shit like i just lost like an hour or, you know, or just let this character die or whatever. Mm. Um, but no, I like it, especially for like, you know, like we said, mobile platforms. Uh, it seems pretty interesting. And yeah, since, you know, they were really nice guys and they're New York based. So we definitely look forward to uh, seeing more of their stuff and checking out their studio and doing more stuff with them. Yeah, I'm more excited to see their studio. I always love seeing people's studios and seeing what their work environment's like. Yeah, we kicked around the idea of doing like a little uh, video feature of their studio tour, and they seem pretty up for it. So maybe, hopefully that'll all come together. 
must mean they have a cool studio if they're like, oh yeah, film it here. Like it's not just like those old uh, who the guys that made the Gran Turismo games. I remember seeing those old videos where they had like the beds under their desk, and it's like sometimes I never leave. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep under my desk. Yeah, it was like Gran Turismo two, and they're like, I haven't seen my family in two weeks. Oh, what do they look like? Yeah, right. uh, what else was it? Is that Pax? That that's Pax. I've been done with PAX. <laughs> there's a million things I'm sure we're missing, but it's a huge show. I think it's bigger. Yeah, and you can and you can check out the site for uh, some write ups and uh, videos. So yeah, we'll we're throw stuff up there. I believe that this last one has made PAX East the biggest PAX. Yeah, so much so that they changed the name for PAX Prime to just PAX Is West. Is that official? <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can actually start looking that up. Uh, yeah, PAX West. <laughs> what? Jesus. I really, PAX Prime should have stuck around. No, but when this one, yeah, official, yeah, it's, uh, they even changed the site name and everything. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when East is bigger than what you call Prime, then you got to change the name. It was still the first one. It kind of has that implication. And I guess it's, you know, I don't know. It's all the same in the end, man. It is, and no one, you know, it doesn't affect anything. Like, none of us care, like, as regular people who go there or, you know, <laughs> but, uh, that, that seems crazy to me. Your PAX Prime is the PAX closest to you. <laughs> That's some deep shit, George. <laughs> uh, you want to go into some headlines real quick? Let's just uh, run down the... Yeah, you have a couple in front of you. Fi- what do you got? Yeah, I got a couple here. Let's, you know, we'll take a pause in case I'm going to put some music here. But just in case, boom, boom, news. All right. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, just get Warhammer Victor. out of the way real quick, please, and then move on. Fine. Warhammer Dawn of War 3 was announced. Great. Next. They, did like a, they did a fancy trailer. Look good. Warg. Uh, oh, good, because I know you're a huge Call of Duty fan. What, what does that mean? You clamor for the sweet, sweet touch of Captain Price actually, and his mustache. Uh, I really, you know what? I am a Call of Duty fan. Um, I'm, I'm like the one of five people who actually prefer the single player in Call of Duty games, dabble in the multiplayer and go like, yeah, right. I'll wait for the next one. But I, no, no, yeah, yeah. I, I think I have the same attitude as far as that's concerned. Um, I'm, I'm more of a fan of what celebrity is going to be in this game. I don't care. I mean, I like oh, the man, ones I, they've had, but yeah, come on. Kevin Spacey, Chris, uh, Chris Melanie. I do like Maloney. Yeah, I do like Chris Maloney a whole bunch, and everyone loves Kevin Spacey. But I don't play the games yeah. because of them. That's just a nice bonus. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Gary they announced Oldman. a call. Of, oh yeah, Gary Oldman was in a bunch. He was in a bunch of them actually. Uh, call of Duty: Infinite Warfare, Victor. You know where was the one place we didn't fight a war yet? Space. Space. Actually, it's not, well, I mean, there was that one bit, and was it like Modern Warfare Two? They were, like, in space. Yeah. Well, this one, I don't know. That trailer, I don't know. looks pretty good. Yeah, it's space combat. There's a ro- You have a robot on your team who's just, like, helping you up. And I'm like, all right, friendly robots. I'm all about that. Maybe a poor choice of using a space oddity cover, but we'll see. It's time. Hey, just a Bowie tribute. Hey, you know what? You, you, these videos are made. Uh, yeah, I know. Months, I months know, in advance. So it's, I'm sure at some point it's like, Did we just, is this the one, like, is this what we want to go with? And we're like, well, we're not redoing it. Like we've paid X amount of dollars for this song. We're going to fucking use it. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I think it looked pretty good. Um, like I looked at it, I was like, yeah, I, I'll play that game. That looks fun. As someone who's like, <laughs> I think I actually missed the last Call of Duty game. Like I didn't play the Chris Maloney one. Um, uh, uh, Black Ops 2. Right? Sure. Uh, yeah. the, like, the one with the mech suits and the and the the you can shoot stuff out of your you can sh- oh the electronic bees there you go that was the game yeah so you didn't yeah I missed that one the last one I played was Kevin Spacey one which I don't know they all kind of I, I have a hard time remembering and differentiating them yeah. you're always just kind of zipping around on an exosuit it's you know and then, but again I have my fun time with them I like them uh, but I'm you know I saw that trailer and that looks pretty good I would I'll, I will probably buy that game. Yeah, I mean, I I like the idea. There's a plan, you know. You clearly there were some like other planets that they were on, and you're at war with like frontier people. I was like, yeah. yes, okay, let's. I like when they go hard into the wacky, <laughs> and I'm like, let's do that. I wonder, yeah, uh, I wonder where they go from there. Which is always the question yeah. every year when a Call of Duty comes out. It's like, what, <laughs> where do we go from here next year? And then we just wait and see. Sweet. Uh, so, uh, I know you're also a big Star Wars fan. I am indeed. May the 4th be with you. I watched The Force Awakens yesterday because we are recording on May 5th. May the 4th be with uh, you. Thank you, sir. And you <laughs> did nothing yesterday. 
No, I did nothing. I, I, I saw Captain America instead. I mean, I supported the Disney family. I'm going to see Captain America tonight, so it all comes out in the wash. Uh, but yeah, some Star Wars stuff was announced. Uh, the Titan, uh, Titanfall. Respawn. The people who made Titanfall, Respawn. And uh, together with EA, announced that they're going to be working on a new Star Wars game. Which is, I'm, you know, I like Titanfall a whole bunch. I fell off of it, and, you know, because there was, you know, for after a little while. But I really like that game. Um, yeah. It just didn't have the staying power for me. But the idea of them making a third-person Star Wars shooter... Was it a shooter? Uh, uh, I know it's third person. Third person action adventure. See, yeah, that sounds great to me. Yeah, and and directing it is going to be uh, Stig Amusen, the director of God of War Which 3. Which is also great. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's probably going to be like another forced, unleashed type game, I hope. And I like those games. They're not perfect. They definitely have their issues, but I definitely enjoy those games. Oh, man, I want to air juggle with a lightsaber. It's going to be awesome. I see, I don't know if I want like god of war with lightsabers or like devil may cry uh kind of battles but we'll see well it sounds like that's what we're gonna get you know what though but like there's still battlefront and visceral still making whatever visceral's making so it, there's plenty of star wars games to come out and at least one of them will please me i'm sure i can i yeah, can only and, yeah and uh, speaking of the force unleashed uh the force unleashed one and two are going to be on uh are going to be xbox one uh backwards compatible oh, i didn't know that so you can uh, pick those up and play as uh, the apprentice. Star Killer. Star Killer. Star Killer. I played the shit out not, of those not... games, or to the point where I got the silver lightsaber. The, like not even just the, the actual beam was silver with the black yeah. outline because you had to collect a bunch of shit. And, I don't know. I had a lot of free time then, I guess. Clearly, uh, uh, the first one was the only one we could dismember people, though, right? I don't remember. Uh, there was there was one there was one they were like you can dismember these guys and then. They were just like, nah, don't worry about it. Just we'll do the slash marks and they'll call it. When I think about dismembering people with lightsabers, I think about uh, Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast, and and yes. Jedi Knight Three, Jedi Academy, where I could download mods that had the dismemberment mods. So then every stormtrooper, if you just either you you know any touch of the lightsaber, I could just chuck my lightsaber across the room and just see their limbs fly off, and it was just <laughs> or just run up to them and just start like fucking baseball batting them into the head. Um, because you could change your stances too, and your different fighting styles with the lightsaber. Those fucking we didn't do Jedi Academy game. Those games are great. Oh, dude, I love Jedi Academy. You make your own Jedi. Like Jedi I recently Knight. like re- Jedi. Uh, I recently replayed that because I was thinking of doing a video feature for it. And I, yeah, I make it. I made a fucking Keldor. I was like, oh man, Plo Koon was my favorite Jedi Master, so I can make someone like him. And he was awesome. And I had this uh, orangey lightsaber, and I'm just like, these games, man. Fighting that guy, cut off his leg, force push the fucking body off a train. A, I was just like dead. What's his name in, in Jedi Outcast? Is it is it Kyle Katarn? Yes. And who's in? Uh, he's in the game. He's he's a Jedi Master. He's your Jedi Master in Academy. Right. And uh, fuck, what's his name in uh, Luke? The 60, no, not Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sixty four game. Um, Shadows of the Empire. Who do you play as? Was it not Kyle Katarn? No, it's a different dude. I forget his name because. Ah, shit. You're going to bother me forever. All right, let's move on. That's all right. You'll be fine. Uh, Battlefield Five. There's debate happening on uh, the setting. Oh, yeah? What do we got? Uh, well, we have two. We have the future, which is pretty broad. Or World War One? Is that the... Or World War One? yes. Debated? Okay. Trench warfare, World War, World War One. I don't know, man. I, don't, I would be told... I would be interested to see a World War One game, because I think, like, the... the best game on the market that does it right now is this game called Verdun, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's almost like a World War One simulator, um, where yeah. you die really easily, all your guns are bolt action, single shot kind of things, it's all trench warfare, and it's, it's, it's an online multiplayer shooter, uh, I believe it's on Steam, uh, but it's a PC game, you should check it out. Um, yeah, uh, what people are basing on this theory is, uh, there was like an, a, a game engine footage of, uh, they did some announcement for Battlefield, and it was a five-second clip of a dude who looks like he's from World War One. I. I mean, he's got a trench coat, so I don't know why we're just associating a trench coat with World War One. <laughs> trenches and, in general. Yeah. So, and then he's looking up, and then something's casting a shadow on him. What could be a zeppelin, or I, I would assume just a zeppelin, right? Like, uh, could be anything. Some sort of dirigible. But, yeah. So it's it's either that or a giant spaceship. And I'm I'm hoping for spaceship. I feel like. I think space would work better with the Battlefield formula 
that's why I might be more interested to see what they would do with a World War One set, uh, setting. Uh, just because of like, you look at how people play Battlefield and it's, you know, everyone jumps in the first vehicle they see and they just like fucking fly into each other. And then when you have just like the limitations. Or just sit on the wing yeah, like, <laughs> of the jet. Like the, the ridiculous shit that happens with Battlefield and all of its iterations so far, I would be so curious to see that implemented into World War One setting and just how yeah. chaotic and perfectly dumb that could be. But also like that war was super fucking brutal. And horrifying when you really like read into it that I don't know if most people really realize or want to think about. So yeah, I, I mean, is there going to be is there going to be a shell shock mechanic where your guy just has like hysterical blindness or, or just goes just crazy, fucking, like, <laughs> dude, just like you know, chemical warfare and like mustard gas and like orange crush? Like, there's some really fucked up shit that happened in World War One. I. I would never want to really experience that. But hey, that's what VR's for, man. Oh yeah, perfect. Well, little smell thing so you can just be like oh my god is that mustard gas and then you can have like a, a light seizure <laughs> just the light one though yeah just, like, a, like a baby you. like a baby seizure like you know you just oh just put your wallet in his mouth quick so he doesn't bite off his tongue like that, that that's fine that's not a big deal uh <laughs> I, that got really dark that's what, that's what i'm saying world war one's a fucked up thing <laughs> uh they did a trailer for doom Right. How excited are you for Doom, Space Marine? Ah, man. I'm, I'm curious to see what that is uh, and whatever John Romero's uh, Kickstarter is going to be. Oh, are you watching the oh. trailer? I was. I just subbed it. I'm like, what did I forget? I'm like, yep, it's your Space Marine going to hell. It's definitely Doom. It's definitely hey, Doom. Man, I, a robot. I love me some Doom. I grew up on Doom, so I'll, I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not excited for the multiplayer. I did play that beta for a bit, and I was just like, I don't... The only good part is about you can you can set how filthy your character model is. That's great. That's so high praise like, right make, there. Like, you can make my guy fucking filthy. 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 Set that chrome, or you can make yourself shiny. Make like, it looks good. Filthy. Make him filthy. Yeah. Make him super filthy. Make filthy, George. And, yeah, I mean, they've got rockets, and you can turn into demons and stuff, but I, was, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me. Though. Maybe arena shooter's not for me. I don't know. I've heard nothing good about the multiplayer beta. I heard some <laughs> good things, like, now recently that people have got some hands-on on the single player and whatever. Uh, but that multiplayer is just, like, everyone's, you know, it's like, it just feels shitty. The rocket launcher sucks. I shot a dude in the head, and numbers came off instead of him just dying <laughs> with the rocket launcher. And it's like, that's not doom. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I will definitely check it out because i loved him yeah uh alien hunters dlc is coming to xcom 2 oh next week. see yes. i don't have a pc that could run xcom 2 so ah, you should get one it's pretty good they should uh, put it on a console you, i'm surprised they didn't uh but it was really weird when they were just kind of like hey xcom 2 everyone loves it it did really well on con maybe it didn't you know what maybe it didn't do well on consoles for all we know. know i think it did but i don't know what you know internally or what their budget was but it's pretty telling that even the pc version just didn't even come with controller support yeah which is weird but you know what i don't i don't mind it because i'm like you i have a great pc well aren't you and... special <laughs> uh so yeah alien hunters it's gonna bring in uh there's a new enemy type called the ruler uh which are kind of like these like super commanders that show up randomly throughout your campaign to you know try to give you the business so one example they did was the uh, viper king mm-hmm. Which is just you know another snake person, <laughs> who uh, who if you don't kill them can actually escape the battle entirely and come back later. Oh, interesting. So it's almost like having your own like personal boss like harass the hell out of you. That's kind of like the uh, um, fucking what was it called? The system in Shadow of Mordor. Oh, the nemesis, the nemesis system. system like, yeah, where like you kill an, if you don't finish the orc off, he's like, "Yo, man, I'm remember that." Yeah, and he comes back and he's like, "Did you wait? <laughs> I got this scar because of you." You set me on fire. Not a fan. Uh, what else? Uh, we were just talking about JRPGs. Uh, we talked about Y2K having some JRPG influence. Some and Entirely. And they wanted to release prior to the giant gorilla in the room of Final Fantasy XV. Mm. But let's not forget about the other JRPG gorilla, Persona 5. Yeah. They just, announced, they just released a trailer today. And it looks wacky. It looks pretty I, slick, though. 
it, it, that's a game with we've talked about fucking style. That game's got, got style, style for days, man. man. The people, I, I love that your little personas have little masks on them, and then you turn into bigger personas with masks. I'm like, okay, I like your gimmick. Uh, didn't see. I saw one guy call his persona by literally like slashing his own face. Okay, and his persona came out. So I'm like, oh, is that the gun? You know how like in Persona Three, you use the to gun shoot to shoot head, yourself yeah. in the which is really dark for considering they're like high school kids. Dude, whatever works, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we saw the trailer and they saw a lot of in-game footage. So it, look, it looks very action adventure because they were like climbing obstacles and running away from boulders. And it has like a JRPG combat, though. Oh, you know, it it, it does. Like it, it zooms in. Even the menus are like super stylized and like like there's there's nothing plain about any of the features in this game, which I appreciate. Do you see that result screen? After battles, yeah. damn, that looks fucking. Did you see slick like shit, man? And 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 do you see? Because you know they're kid, you know they're they're kind of you know modern kids. They all communicate via text, mm. and that one kid's like text screen looks fucking awesome. Uh, those games, man, just visually are always fantastic. But like, why is there not a like when I get my my message from you? Why is it just not like a cool cartoon picture of you going like that? That would be amazing with your text, and then me responding, and it's all like everything's tilted in a weird way like even like on flat surfaces i'm just like all right they just live in a crooked world you're just you're asking a bigger question here george of just like <laughs> why don't we live in anime uh, why can't we be anime God. see that's why i will never leave vr i want to be you anime. just want to yeah okay that's and that's how george died he he became anime he never really died he just became anime i'll have to explain this to kelsey somehow no it should be fine <laughs> she'll be like oh good finally got rid yeah, of perfect alimony throw out his garbage what other headlines you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, Uncharted's coming out soon. Who's excited? Uh, comes out five next five week. Days. Five days yeah, from now. May 10th, uh, yeah, I'll probably my copy this weekend. So I'm excited. I want to check it out. Yeah, it's gonna... definitely get a review. I'm excited for it. There's a mobile game out there you should probably try out. Yeah, with like the crazy disproportionate looking uh, yeah. Nathan Drake. Like his, yeah, his with super v- long neck that v- is like almost v- chest. Oh, it's just kind of awful to look at. But yeah, that but, that mobile thing, uh, it's. But when you play it, you unlock items for the multiplayer, <sighs> which looks like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I mean, I I like I played the beta and it, it seemed fine. I mean, it played like it did last time. It's like okay, it's kind of a competent shooter. And then what kind of th- always throws you through a loop is they introduce the like the totems and like the magic nonsense. The magic nonsense. Yeah. So like, oh, I'm gonna turn invisible. I'm gonna teleport, or like, I'm I mean, gonna whatever, just it's a fucking throw fireballs. I'm like, like, all right, fine. Uh, I didn't get it, my hands on it, but it was at PAX. They had uh, the multiplayer on a bunch of kiosks. So I kind of looked over some shoulders every once in a while when I was passing by, and it looked like Uncharted multiplayer. It's a good looking yeah. game. Seems fine. I don't know if I'll play I that. Take that away game, from it. I definitely want to check it out. Uh, it's been getting. I like the Uncharted games, and uh, the reviews have been hitting today, and they all they're all expectedly positive uh so i will definitely check that out and i'm sure we'll do some stuff on the site about it yeah awesome and uh i don't know how far back i want to go oh uh giles and street fighter do you care yeah of course yeah he's in street fighter have you seen his hair of course i care his hair is let me just confirm yep he still has hair if guile ever changes his hair then what the fuck are we doing yeah, looks like he's still a charge character. Oh, okay, I muted it. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> oh, here's just Ono just shouting Sonic Boom. Uh, yeah, still a charge character, looks like. Perfect. Yep, that's him throwing a Sonic Boom. See, th- and flash kicking. That's all we need. I want, that's yeah. the, like the three guile checkpoints is Sonic Boom, flash <laughs> kick, hair. That's And he even has his, even has his stage at the airfield, Perfect. at the Air Force Base, awesome. with the guys just cheering him on, like, go America. I was like, yeah. America. That's all I. That's all I want from Guile. That's all I need. Because you know the true patriots will yes. go for Guile. Exactly. Uh, and you know I think that's it for headlines. A bunch of stuff. Uh, nothing crazy. Uh, I mean I'll, I'll let you know, but nothing's really popping out at me. Mm. Uh, Battleborn's out, but I'm I don't care. Uh, Overwatch <laughs> comes out. I think uh, the Overwatch beta's out. Okay. Which uh, I've been playing. It's pretty good. Uh, I know me, uh, Johnny, and I've been playing it. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that when when he shows up on the next podcast. But uh, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to wrap up headlines. I think we should wrap up everything. Yeah, we should. Uh, like I said, we're still working out the kinks of this podcast. Like I said, in order to be good, you just need to produce content, exactly. regardless of how awful it just is. Just keep doing it. Because if we didn't do these, we wouldn't know how bad they are. Yeah, exactly. And then John wouldn't yell at me for being, well, how come you're only coming out in the left channel? I'm like, I don't know. Audio's hard. Exactly. Um, what happens. We're just like a dysfunctional, abusive family. It's all yelling <laughs> and 
beating and slapping. You're awful. Where's that video? It's just John is just our angry drunk father. <laughs> I'm disappointed in the both of you. But yes. I had dreams. <laughs> you had to... Uh, <laughs> it's getting too real. On that note, uh, thanks for listening. So I, go, I need to go see Captain America. And yeah, I, I, I saw it. It's really good. I, uh, you know what? I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and I'm super excited. He's he's really good in it. Like he steals the he steals the movie. Fucking. I, yes. I wish I wish there was more Spider-Man in that movie. Well, there will be more Spider-Man in the Spider-Man movie. Uh, but you'll you'll like it. My uh, my my only issue is that the Civil War just seems like a just an argument not really a civil war i feel like they're taking a dramatic license on that well i mean it's hard to set up everything that the, that what the civil war was in the comics there's no way they could match that into the movies the way they've been ramping up to it um, especially with like the amount of characters they have in the movies yeah but i mean it's it should just have been called captain america iron man and captain america argue because <laughs> that's, that, that's what happens they argue a lot in the movie. but the Good. movie's a lot of fun the good action scenes uh a lot of kicking. Look, good kicks in that movie. Uh, yeah, I was watching that Spider-Man gif of just him swinging through a window and just fucking jump kicking uh, Falcon off the screen. It's like, yeah, there's perfect. really, really good kicks in that. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's everything Age of Ultron should have been. I like the Age of Ultron enough. Oh, really? The, the, why, why are they fighting so many robots? Like, at some point, I just kind of lost track of what was happening in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just wanted it to end. take the same path but i'm excited for this and it's in two hours so we gotta go wrap this stuff up oh yeah totally so yeah keep uh check out uh joystick.com uh we're on itunes and google play we got approved and submitted so which is you're... fucking mind-blowing yeah no which is clearly they don't listen to it yeah. <laughs> like word how low is their bar at the moment uh but yeah uh, give me if you have a smartphone check it out on that uh we should be launching soonish i would say joystick.com yeah. we've, uh, we're still putting out some content there so i want to make sure there's an uncharted review for you guys there and uh, finish cutting up yeah. those videos yeah also got some indie stuff that we should probably review that i've gotten them and sitting on some code so i'll yeah. talk to you and johnny later uh but yeah guys thank you so much for listening i was george jimenez and i'm Victor galliani yeah but yeah it's probably fading out this moment this is just you know this is the 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 post podcast rap just us, our, our, as, as, the, as the music as the lounge music you can just kind of flip that out. shit man use this as the intro not true i should no i'll leave it up to your uh artistic discretion as you edit this great all the levels are off george what's wrong with you <laughs> all right, i hate you all right